You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Welcome back. You're with Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. We talk nothing but Las Vegas Raiders football. Mo Moten, Scott Goldbranson back with you here on our Thursday edition as we get closer to the Raiders getting back on the field this Sunday coming off the bye week uh, as well. Do us a favor. If you don't already subscribe to the podcast, we need you to do that. Please do that. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find us. It doesn't matter if you're on an Android phone or an iPhone. You listen to Apple Podcasts. You listen to Google Podcasts. You listen to Spotify. You're at home cooking eggs for breakfast, and you want to hear Mo opine about the offensive line. Just say, hey, Alexa, play Mo Moten avocado smoothie. No, play Silver <laughs> and Black today, and we'll pop on there. So we appreciate you doing that. Mo Moten is a national NFL writer over at Bleacher Report. He's also the Raiders columnist at sportsnot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo Moten. I am at LV Gully. And Mo, we're going to jump right into the latest news. Of course, the guys got back to practice yesterday on Wednesday in Henderson in Las Vegas. Uh, and some some surprises, not so surprising surprises, pop up as the field rolled out onto practice. Uh, guess who wasn't there? Darren Waller was a DNP, as you read it off the report to me just before we went on the air, uh, with a hamstring. That hamstring that kept him out of the Kansas City game, that put him in street clothes after five snaps he is not back at practice on Wednesday. We defended him for being down at the baseball game and bringing the Padres some luck uh, in that series, that is. And uh, now he's still out. How concerned should Raider Nation be? They're going to go ape. They already are. I've already seen it in the cesspool that is Twitter. I've seen it other places. I've heard it on talk shows. Mo. Darren Waller is is teetering in a place that I don't think any player wants them to be, let alone the coach and the uh, front office of the Raiders. If you're healthy enough to attend a baseball game with your reported girlfriend, you should be healthy enough to practice. No excuses. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, honestly speaking, I 
I kind of thought that Darren Waller would miss the first day of practice. Usually that first day of practice, if you're an injured player, is usually kind of a sit-out day if you have an injury. Some players get veterans rest. That wasn't the case with Darren Waller. Uh, he does have a hamstring injury. As you know, he didn't play in that in most of that Chiefs game. But Josh McDaniels did say that he was optimistic or hopeful that both Darren Waller and Foster Moreau will return this week. But he did say that wasn't a prediction. <laughs> so he's hopeful. Yep. But the good news on the flip side of this is that Foster Moreau did play. So if Darren Waller cannot, Foster Moreau can, is certainly capable of filling that starting tight end role. Yeah, get one of those guys back. I mean, they need them. They, they ran out of tight ends against the Kansas City Chiefs. But, yeah, I, I think this this clearly is going to stoke the fires of those who are not happy with Darren Waller. And to your point, coming back, remember, they had the week off last week. They get in uh, on a Wednesday uh, yesterday to start practicing. And with a hamstring, you know, that that muscle in particular, when you're trying to come back from that, you have to be very careful, right? Because you don't want to re-aggravate it and make it worse. Because when you do that, it actually just extends the time to which it bothers you. And so you have to be really careful. And as we mentioned as they were signing him to a big contract extension, Mo, he's not exactly 24 years old, right? I mean, I know six years doesn't seem like that much, but he's over 30 and uh, age factors in recovery time just takes longer. One of my Twitter followers is going to make fun of me for saying this, but <laughs> Raiders fans aren't going to want to hear this, but. Yeah, that's right. Um, I love that little uh, meme <laughs> you put out with the, the, yeah. the Grecian statue. It was awesome. Uh-huh. Because I usually say that when I'm going to say something that Raiders fans aren't going to want to hear, but <laughs> Raiders fans aren't going to want to hear this, but they need to be patient with Darren Waller simply because look at Keenan Allen. Our yeah. Keenan Allen hurt his yeah. hamstring in the season opener against the Raiders. He tried to come back early. He re-aggravated that injury, and they had to hold him out for a couple more weeks. Now, he's trying to work his way back to get on the field of week seven, but as you said, those hamstring injuries, you have to be very, very careful with them because you can re-aggravate them, and then you've got a lot longer. So I know... Raider fans are going to roll their eyes about this. But considering he, he has a legit injury, uh, you want him for the long haul, not just for a game against the Texans. No offense against the Texans, but you want him for the length of the season, and you have a capable backup. Right, and 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 the Raiders need to win the game. There's no question. Couldn't they roll with Foster Moreau if he's 100%? Yes. Yeah. There hasn't been any roster moves uh, from them to, to grab another tight end, which tells you that they think – they think he's got a good shot of coming back, as Josh McDaniels talked about on Wednesday. Um, didn't predict it, but said that you know he felt good about it. And I think he watched that waiver wire. Now, they might have brought some guys in. We didn't hear any reports about that yet. Uh, so we'll see how that all uh, breaks out. Good news on the injury front, though, Mo, was uh, Anthony Averett back at practice, as was wide receiver DJ Turner, who, frankly, I forgot about until I saw that he was back off the injury report. Uh, but getting Averett back, especially with what's happened with uh, Nate Hobbs going on IR for the next four games, that's a big one. Uh, Josh McDaniels likes him. They brought him in because of his veteran leadership, because of how he played uh, in Baltimore. Uh, talk about that. If you're that defensive coaching staff, you're Patrick Graham staff, feeling about, wow, you get this guy back. Um, and it's a break-in game a little bit, right? Because we talked about the, te the Texans should not should not beat the Raiders should not. I say should not. And so the Raiders have an opportunity to get healthy, get things on track against this team. And that goes for Anthony Averett in the backfield too. Right. If you remember back in the summer, I, I was probably Anthony Averett's number one fan at oh, the you time. Were. I remember yes. 
talking a lot about him saying that I thought that he would actually surpass Rocky Sin for the starting spot. Now, Anthony mm-hmm. Avery broke his thumb in that first game, so he didn't have a chance to showcase what he's got on the field. But I think him coming back is huge, especially with Nate Hobbs going on IR with broken bones in his hand. You're going to need Anthony Everett unless you're going out to get another cornerback from another team. Of course, the trade deadline is not that far away, but Tavon Campbell is not going to step in and be a starter right away. I know the Raiders signed him, but as you said, they brought in Anthony Averett as an early signing for a reason. They obviously believe he can take on a big role. His first year as a starter with the Baltimore Ravens played very well. I believe he led the Ravens in interceptions with three last year, had double-digit pass breakups. So here's a guy that you can plug in immediately and he can give you a lot of snaps. So it's a huge boost for the Raiders' defense. No question on that one, my friend. Um, you look at the rest of this team, too, from a health perspective. Everything looks pretty good on offense. We saw Derek Carr on, I think it's his nephew's podcast, uh, having some fun talking about. Uh, people were mad about that, too, because you know you just lost to the Chiefs, and you're having a good time and laughing on a podcast when you should be home flogging yourself and crying in your beer or whatever you drink. So, uh, but, but clearly this team has had a good week off to decompress and, um, and to come back to work now on uh, yesterday on Wednesday and, and refocus. Um, when you look at what they have to put together and, and your column that you wrote up on sports, not, uh, and, and, and talked about the Raiders coming off and what they needed to do adjust, talk a little bit about that and what you're going to be looking for when this team hits the field Sunday to see if they are indeed making those adjustments and changes which can lead to second-half success. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. One of the main things I'm going to be looking at, and you joked about it earlier in the show, is the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I've said that you need the best five guys. And obviously Josh McDaniels doesn't agree with me because he's been playing the best <laughs> seven guys and he's been rotating at right tackle. He's been moving guys around at guard. And I said in the column that if you want the best five guys to play at their, at their optimal levels, you need some continuity because offensive line arguably is the, is the position that you need the most chemistry. You want five guys on the same, all on the same page. It's hard to get two, three guys on the same page on the field at the same time, let alone five. So I think with that, you need some continuity, settle on your best five and come out with that against the Houston Texans and basically run with that throughout the remainder of the season, barring any injuries. I actually think as you pull it up that their Mumford junior is going to play right tackle from start to finish against the Texans. I believe the Raiders have been kind of transitioning him to be that guy and I think Jermaine Lunar being a journeyman or backup for most of his career is going to cycle out over to right guard. Now, I think he can move inside because he does have experience there. He played, he started there actually against the Tennessee Titans in week three. So this wouldn't be a new position for Jermaine Lunar to move uh, one spot over inside to the guard spot. So those are the two changes I see on the offensive line. Thayer Mumford playing full games as a full-time starter at right tackle. Jermaine Lunar moving inside the guard. Now, as you see up there, I have Amir Abdullah. Not a big part of the offense by any means because Josh Jacobs is the guy and he has the hot hand right now. But I would like to see Amir Abdullah get more opportunities because, again, we know Josh Jacobs' history of getting banged up, getting nicked up. 
I know he's playing at a high level, so you don't want to take him off the field, but you got to give him a somewhat of a breather because you don't want to wear him mm. down too much because if he goes down, then your, your, your running back room takes a big hit because Amir White hasn't got a lot of touches this year. So you want to make sure you pace Josh Jacobs, get Amir Abdullah out in the flat, get him some targets. I think he can help uh, that Raiders offense. Have, just give a different wrinkle to the, to the system. Gives defenses and defenders something else to consider. We talked about Anthony Averett. I think he could step in right away whenever he's ready. I know they opened the window for him to return. He was a full go at practice. Right away, he can step in and be your boundary corner. So I think that would be an important uh, addition if he's able to play. Cleveland Farrell. A lot of people um, have talked about Cleveland Farrell the past few days because he's been the subject of trade rumors. Jeremy Farrell right. of ESPN said that the Raiders have been looking to shed or get not get rid of, but looking to move Cleveland Farrell and Jonathan Abram. I actually think Jonathan Abram has more value because he's been on the field a lot more. Whereas Cleveland Farrell, after his rookie year, he has seen a diminished role. Every year he's taken fewer and fewer snaps. But I think in his limited role, he's actually played well. And we talked about this multiple times on the show. Uh, when you put him on the field, especially movement side, he could generate some pressure and help Max Crosby and Chandler Jones because they need a complement on the inside. Now, whether or not they trade him, I think, is is irrelevant to the fact that they need to play him a little bit more because the Raiders do need some help on the interior of the defensive line. So he'll either generate enough trade value to get us a good deal, or he'll be able to help your defense, which is struggling right now. Yeah, we talked about that on, on Tuesday's show, right? We talked about Clee Farrell and that whole defensive front actually being more aggressive, a lot more movement we saw against the Chiefs, which was incredibly encouraging, and, and, and that was in relation to the ends, too. Max Crosby continues to do what he does, but we saw Chandler Jones, especially in that first half, really have a good half. Mo, back to the Abdullah point you made in the piece up on Sports Knot um, uh, on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, excuse me, is is – that running back room, we've talked about this a couple of times over the last week, I think, but that running room, that James White role that we heard about him playing, that use of multiple back sets that we saw in New England from Josh McDaniels, it just hasn't happened. Would we could could we deduce that they'll go to that a little more, especially because Josh Jacobs is having a fine season, having a great season now that they're using him properly. But at the same time, he's broken down every season he's played for the Raiders and in the NFL. So you want to be able to spell him a little bit. Do you think we'll see that starting this week in Houston? I think our buddy, one of our emailers, Gary Harkenreader, brought this up with two uh, running back sets. Yes. And I, and I think I think the answer is yes. Simply because you're not going to give Josh Jacobs 300 touches. That's just never been the formula for him. Even going back to Alabama, he's always been kind of not in a committee, but he's always shared touches with another back, another back that's going to take some of the load off of him. So I think as the season goes on, as we get into the, the midpoint of the season, you're going to start to see more Zamir White, maybe Amir Abdullah. So far, it's been Brandon Bolden in that pass catch role. Brandon Bolden has eight catches for 53 yards and a touchdown. Amir Abdullah has one catch for 23 yards. Uh, I would think that the younger running back, I mean, Amir Abdullah is 29, Brandon Bowen is 32, is only three years, but I would think that the younger running back, who supposedly has more juice, would get more targets. So I'm interested to see if they mix him in a little bit more and, of course, spell Josh Jacobs with Zamir White because, as we've said all along, the Raiders have a talented running back room. Now, I will say Josh McDaniels just started to involve his running game to the, to the satisfaction of a lot of people who felt that he was underutilizing Josh Jacobs even. So yeah. he has just started getting on the bandwagon with Josh Jacobs. Maybe he starts mixing it in with the backups a little bit after the bye. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think, too, with, with the situation at tight end where you don't know on Darren Waller, even if Darren Waller comes back, is he 100%? If Foster Moreau comes back, is he 100%? I think you got to start leaning on those backs to be patch, pass catchers, which is part of the point you made in the Abdullah portion of your column. And to me, that's a great opportunity as well. Uh, obviously, the, the, the opportunity for Carr to throw the ball out quickly to a back coming out of the backfield on some of those routes gives them the time also makes up for the deficiency on the offensive line, right? That's one of the ways you can scheme for that. So I certainly hope that they uh, look at doing that against Houston this week. All right. We're up against our first break. Uh, By the way, let me run down coming up in the next segment. We'll have a special guest, Sam Gordon, who covers the Raiders for the Las Vegas review journal will be our guest. We're going to talk about his column this week, which no one's, I shouldn't say no one, some people have not talked about, and I'm shocked by it because it's the only column I've read coming out of Las Vegas that's pretty critical of Josh McDaniel. So we're going to talk to him about that and what he had to say. And then in the third segment, we will talk about the Houston Texans and what the Raiders need to do to come out of that at two and four. Uh, he is Mo Moten. I am Scott Branson. This is Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 